from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, so Lombardi Line, as we welcome you in the eve of Christmas Eve, we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging with the family, though he's going to call in in just a little bit. To my right, to your left, is an aging. Mr. Pritchard, Mike Pritchard, <laughs> how you feeling, man? Uh, I'm feeling aging. That's what I'm feeling. I don't like, like right to. You, this man walks in. Okay, look at him. He's still built like he could, like he's Barry Sanders in in 1988. However, he walks in and he says, oh, "Just not. I'm just getting old, man. I'm I'm feeling old today." I'm like, "Look at you. You're the epitome of health." It took me good 15 minutes to get out of bed this morning. Literally, literally, good 15 minutes. You know, you wake up and you, you stir around. Everybody, you know, we got things to do. Maybe you want to read or whatever. But I just could not move for about 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> no, well, maybe. And then I said, "Do you stay active?" He said, "Yeah." I mean, he's he's basically doing seven hours of MMA training every single day. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe that could be it. That's right. <laughs> but nice to see you, Pritch. You too. Great to be here. Yeah, looking forward to it again. We're gonna have a, a, a jam-packed show. Vinny's gonna be stopping by from behind the book. Take a look. At at the holiday season as we get into it. Josh Applebaum's going to be here as well. But as we open it up, it just feels like an onslaught. It's, it's great, but we do have more football. We had it Monday, a doubleheader Tuesday, and then you take a look. We kick off week 16 tonight. Uh, San Francisco and Tennessee. And I want to start here with you, Pritch. I'll set up the number, mm-hmm. and then I want to specifically get into imp- implied probability as far as playoff chances for both teams, but specifically what's wrong with the Titans. And okay. it goes beyond just Derrick Henry, right? So quickly set it up here. San Francisco Francisco's lane three on the road, 44 and a half is the total. Just first glance on side and total, your reaction is what? Well, yeah, I mean, the 49ers are playing great football right now. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is uh, teams uh, at this juncture of the season, at least for me too, as a better, I look for teams that have established an identity, mm-hmm. right? And the 49ers have done that. Now they have had injuries up and down the roster. That's okay though. The identity stays true. Yeah. Uh, and so when you can have your identity and define that, Patrick, you can perfect it. Uh, and so that's what we see, and that's what I look for, certainly in the month of December as we march towards the playoffs. And then on the other side, you got the Titans. Mm. Because of injuries, they don't have an identity. Uh, and they're scrambling. They're tinkering. 
Uh, they got injuries galore up and down the roster. So they're trying to adjust, uh, and that's not a good situation to be in in the month of December as you're trying to make the playoffs. When you say identity with the 49ers, is it smash mouth, run the football? You know, with the, what, five of six they've won, mm -hmm. that rushing attack, 126 yards per. You know, this is going to be interesting tonight, Pritch, because it's going to be strength on strength. Right. The Titans can stop the run, and the 49ers want to bully you a little bit. Well, that's here. why it's important to establish an identity, because I think once you do that, Patrick, uh, as a team, uh, and it really doesn't matter who's in there, uh, we're going to run the football. Right. Like the Colts, they run the football. Right. Everybody knows you're going to run the football. But if you're the 49ers and you can run the football and you can perfect it, then it doesn't matter that the Titans know that you're going to run the football. Right. I think uh, Kyle Shanahan is so creative with what he does scheming wise, uh, as well as helping out his offensive line with double teams, extending the double teams out wide. Uh, and then if you have the running backs like they do or playmakers that they do, uh, the creativity that you add. Uh, with that wide zone running scheme allows for the natural playmaking ability to emerge. Debo, the pride of South Carolina. How about <laughs> Debo Samuel, who slipped in the draft a yeah. little bit just because he was a little undersized, mm -hmm. but he is so fast. He's so elusive. He's so explosive. He's doing a great job. We'll get to the injuries. Actually, as far as what we've seen, this right. is a pretty clean night as far as, co well, knock on for Micah. This is a pretty clean night as far as COVID and injuries. As a matter of fact, it looks like A.J. Brown trending Pritch probably going to play. Jones is a question. He re-injured that hammy last week. Mm -hmm. But as far as these two teams and where we sit right now on December 23rd with all that's happening, it's pretty good. It is really good. Um, everybody's banged up. It's that way each and every year. Uh, there's no surprise there uh, when you think about uh, these football teams. I mean, football's, football is just a tough sport. It's a rough sport. Right? That's why you can't get out <laughs> of bed. Can't get out of bed. <laughs> we circle back to where sure. we started with 15, 15 minutes. minutes to get out exactly, of bed. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, the gladiator – it within me, like these guys, as they get ready for this matchup tonight, I mean, that goes out the window. Mm. I mean, you, you do what you have to do to get ready for this game. And uh, I, I like the fact that the 49ers are healthier now, and we're going to see a true uh, indication of how good they can be, I think, in this matchup. Okay, so, Pritch, you said identity with the 49ers. I'm going to ask you a question and just give me an answer, mm -hmm. and then I'll get to the information, and we'll circle back. What is the Titans' identity? I don't know. There. So <laughs> let's stop there, and we'll go here. This is a 9-5 and five team. Uh, you know, 85.9 as far as implied probability to make the postseason, they're going to. Probably going to win their division. Remember, they hold the two in hand against the Colts, so a tie goes to them. The 9-5 uh, and five team. Past four games, they're one and three. You always go to the box the next day. Betters are just football fans alike, and you look at turnovers. Mm -hmm. And so you look at the three losses over the last four for the Titans. They turned the ball over 13 times in those losses. The one win of the four, no turnovers. This all started, remember, they were on a six-game heater, the Titans, and then they lost embarrassingly with five turnovers in week 11 to the Texans, and it's been downhill ever since then. Now, you can point to Derrick Henry. That's not the answer. Mm. And, and again, this is 14 picks for Tannehill this year when he had 13 combined over the last two, two years. Injuries to the wide receivers playing to this as well. But I circle back to you as we try to pit them against the 49ers tonight. What's the identity Vrabel's team is going to try to focus on tonight? Well, at least they're going to be physical at the line of scrimmage. I mean, uh, like you mentioned before, Patrick, I mean, they're going to be stout against the run. They're going to at least try to yeah. stop the run. You, you have Simmons to. is a stud. He, he is. I mean, th and the thing about stopping the run is you got to have that willingness. And Vrabel does a great job of doing that. One of the reasons why the Titans have benefited over the last few years with Vrabel uh, is that they've pretty much led the league or at the top uh, of the league in terms of uh, turnover differential. Now it's the other way. Now they're giving the ball away. You yep. mentioned interceptions. Okay. What about fumbles? Uh, you know, the Titans, I, I don't think there's an excuse out there for you to fumble the football. There shouldn't be. Right. Uh, and, and so the Titans repeatedly give it up that way, whether it's the physical play or they're just not uh, protecting the football like they should. You mentioned Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry wasn't a guy that fumbled. And so even though you missed his impact as a runner, you also missed the fact that he can protect the football. Absolutely. He is still fifth or sixth in the league in rushing, and he hasn't ran in, what, six or seven games. <laughs> right. So it just gives you an idea of his dominance. <laughs> now, I do think things are trending the right way for the Titans. Remember, that core injury with Bud Dupree, he, mm -hmm. he returned last week. He had a sack last week in the loss against the Steelers. Uh, but, again, A.J. Brown looks like he's probably going to play tonight. I think they're starting to get a little situated. And defensively, like you said, they kind of take on – 
the identity, and I'll use that word again, of Vrabel defensively with the ability to stop the run. I just, I think it actually matches, I think they match up pretty well okay. against San Francisco tonight. We'll get to the leans coming up in just a little bit. But again, it, what really is missing is that red zone production from last year, not mm -hmm. just Henry, right. but Jonu Smith had eight red zone touchdowns last year. You know, even Corey Davis mm -hmm. was effective in the red zone, and that's been a big miss for the Titans this right. year. Right, one of the better red zone teams in the National Football League the last few years, too. Yep. So, you know, combine that with leading the league or at the top uh, of the NFL in terms of turnover differential, combine that with the fact that you're highly effective in the red zone. Uh, a lot of success for the Tennessee Titans, but it just hasn't happened like that uh, this year because of the fact of injury, certainly. Uh, now, going back to identity, too, and the reason why I like the 49ers, uh, they do so much cross-motion and movement. Uh, and, and well, that's, so a Shana, that's a staple of the is, Shanahan offense, it is. isn't and, it? And so when you are trying to focus in on, on blocking schemes or your reads and, and trying to get off blocks, uh, you, you have the chance of getting ear hold. You have a chance of uh, somebody knocking you down from a, a side that you never saw or anticipated. Uh, and that's the thing, the creativity that I, I highlight here uh, with Kyle Shanahan and his running scheme. Uh, it, is, it is highly creative and therefore difficult to prepare for. We, call it, we used to call it a hoodwink scheme because <laughs> it's the zone, you know, the old zone. He, they can make a running back out of anybody, the Shanahans, but it's kind of a hoodwink scheme where you're, you're set up one way, it's going mm -hmm. the other way. Right. A ton of uh, pre-snap motion, as you mentioned. Let, quickly on the Titans, and again, that's 86% implied probability win the division. We'll get to the uh, postseason percentages here in just a little bit. They are what 14 to one to win the AFC. They're your sixth betting favorite right now. Mm -hmm. And this is a team that's sitting on nine wins. They're 28 to one to win the Super Bowl. That's 11th best in the NFL right now. It's not a very respected team by the market and the betters right now. No, it's not. I mean, it's I, a team sitting on nine wins. Sure. But that came early. Uh, I mean, that's a great point. Right. I mean, you look at the Titans now and, and how they're playing. Uh, clearly, they're frustrated, too. I, I mean, the, the plan was a brilliant plan, if you think about it. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. I mean, uh, you got all the, everything in your favor as an offense that way. Now, defensively, too, I think people have stepped up. Landry, uh, in particular, and some other guys stepped up, even though there could have been some concerns there uh, on the defense side of the ball with injuries. Uh, but you look at these teams in this long season, Patrick, and in, into December this way, and if you're not perfected, if you're not, if you're not confident, uh, and what you want to do and establish that identity, I, I think that can be a hindrance for you. Doing the show with Bill Walsh today. He's a big 49er guy, Mike Pritchard. This is, <laughs> I can tell, I didn't even ask you yet, but I already know which way you're leaning. It appears you're going to lay the three. You're not going to tease. You're just going to lay the three. I am going to lay the three. With San Francisco. <laughs> and this, is, again, it's a team that won five of six. You know, this is the, these two teams are the inverse of one another. Mm -hmm. San Francisco was struggling early, right. couldn't find the identity word that's going to be a theme throughout the show. And all of a sudden, they're starting to really feel themselves, mm -hmm. and they have that identity. Well, think about what San Francisco did. I mean, uh, do you really empower your quarterback when you draft a guy third overall? I've uh, turned on Garoppolo, but I love Garoppolo, by Well, the way. he's played solid football played very down well. the stretch here. And uh, I think at the beginning of it, certainly that turbulence existed because I don't care who you are. Um, if somebody drafts your replacement, now and, and then they get into the game i mean that's going to bother you a little bit oh, especially yeah. alpha male even a dude that's just low-key like jimmy mm -hmm. and you know spending his time on quality sites <laughs> if you know what i'm saying he, he's gonna get better sign up now for play card debit mastercard get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit always be ready to roll with play card visit playcard.com today to apply subject to card activation and ID verification terms and costs apply. Okay, that's the start. Pritch and Patrick here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Speaking of Lombardi, we're going to get him on the horn and get his take on Thursday Night Football. We kick off week 16 tonight here with San Francisco and Tennessee. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you ever do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you know it. It's BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com right now. Download the BetMGM app. And if you're like Pritch here in town, bring that state-issued ID to any MGM property. You're ready to bet within minutes. 1-800-522-4700 if you do have a gambling issue. But again, it's BetMGM, the king of sports books. And speaking of which... This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you and happy holidays. Hope you're doing well. We get excited about tonight, San Francisco, Tennessee, San Francisco lane three on the road, lane three on the road against a a nine win team. And then you've got the two coming up on Christmas with Cleveland, Green Bay, Indy, Arizona to talk about those three and get his thoughts. We bring in the namesake of the show, Michael Lombardi, hanging out with the family as he should be. How you doing, Michael? I'm great. I'm doing great. Hello, Mike Pritchard. Thanks for filling in. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. And uh, all is well here, Patrick. I miss you. Things are going good. You know, we'll get a big weekend of football. Today's a big game. I think you're right. I mean, this interesting line, but I think it's two teams that have played in different directions over the last three weeks, particularly because of the injury. So it'll be a fun game to watch tonight. Okay. Before we do that, and we'll get to your take, but let's set up the situation there with the family. You met your granddaughter for the first time, Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. I met Sienna. I'm in the house of Dominic. So I'm basically a privy to, uh, to him. Yeah. to pay uh, him know, rent when you walk in. Yeah. Actually, I gave Mikey a nickname. Mikey repeats everything I say, so now he's Mikey two times. So it's perfect. <laughs> you know. Call him Deuce. Okay. Deuce, um, yeah. San Francisco. So Pritch is leaning San Francisco, and he, he brought up a great – he feels like this team has an identity right now. Tennessee. Yeah. I'm going to start here with you. What is Tennessee's identity, Michael? Well, they've played good on defense, and I think that their identity is typically don't turn, don't make mistakes to lose the game, which they did last week with the four turnovers in Pittsburgh. That has been their identity, especially since Henry has gotten injured. And last week, you know, they moved the ball fairly well. I mean, six of Pittsburgh points were turnovers in, in, in Tennessee, just gave the ball to them in, in perfect field goal position. So... Uh, for me, th- that's their identity. They have to avoid losing before they win. They-, they can't, and especially tonight, the COVID has affected Saffold. The first play of the game last week, Patrick, against Pittsburgh, they have a touchdown to Julio Jones, and Roger Saffold's replacement just whiffs the block. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, the, the, you know, Tannehill can't get the ball out and he's got to check it, throw it out of there to, to, to avoid the sack. So this line and now Lawan at left tackle is out because of COVID. So two of their five starters add in the layer of, I think, San Francisco's defensive front. And Pritch, you can talk about this, has played really well over the last month. I mean, their defensive front is back to where it was to that championship level that they played uh, two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. You know, Michael, you're exactly right. I mean, I look at San Francisco on that front. I mean, to be able to move Bosa around, uh, look at the matchups that they're going to have on the offensive line uh, against that San Francisco defensive line, that's going to be tremendous as well. Uh, but then also on the other side with Tennessee uh, and the fumbles, uh, you know, that, that's something I was talking to Patrick about that as a player, there's no excuse for it. I mean, certainly as a quarterback, uh, you're going to throw an interception from time to time. We get that. Uh, but the 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 fact that they're fumbling the football so much and then the three losses that they've had, Michael, uh, that's incredible to me. I, I think there's a lack of confidence with that situation as well. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, look, Dante Foreman was a five-star, one of the most highly recruited kids coming out in the country, really talented, kind of an underachiever. And, you know, he's turned the ball over and they've been able, you know, they haven't really secured the football and protected it. Tannehill, we know, is loose with the ball in the pocket and they can't play their style either. You know, last week against Pittsburgh, they got ahead, but they couldn't maintain it because I think at the end of the day, you know, Julio's hamstring once again in that Pittsburgh game. Now they say he's going to play. How many plays he last in this game? You know, they have no continuity at receiver either. So it's very challenging. Will A.J. Brown come back today? Supposedly he will. I don't know. The secondary for the 49ers is the weak point. But we know this. When Tennessee was good, when they were good, with Henry in the backfield, they can't drop back pass protect. This offensive line has been a liability. Cuisenberry at right tackle, along with the backup left tackle, now that Luan's out, is going to be a liability. But when they ran the football so effectively, they hid their offensive line. They can't hide this line any longer because that running game isn't as dominant. Okay, it's three right now. Michael Lombardi joining us, of course, on his show, and it's nice of him to stop by. With and I love that we got it on Skype too. It's nice to it's 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 a great yeah. feed. All right, forty four and a half. Now to the 49ers. They've won five of six. They're covering everything. This is this is a team as we start to get as it gets colder. Obviously, it's December twenty third here. But is this a team as we look to the postseason? That Pritch was saying bullish on because they're starting to really figure out who they are. And with that Shanahan run game, it's getting this is a tricky team to play right now. Well, I mean, look, and nobody wants to talk about it because it's the untold secret. But Jimmy Garoppolo is having a career right. year. You know, he's having a career year. He's he's having a better season than the year he took him to the Super Bowl. Now, people say he didn't take him to the Super Bowl, but he contributed to that. And his play action passes. He can't turn the ball over tonight. Tonight, he, he has got to play mistake free. And this Tennessee defense is really fast. They're very good in limiting yards after the catch. They're very good in that area. They fly to the football, even though long again is not going to play. But they fly to the ball. They may get Jenkins back tonight, which, you know, Kyle will go after them. So they played good enough defense. I mean, look, that when they lost, you know, they beat Jacksonville 20 to nothing because they forced four turnovers. Their offense didn't do much against Jacksonville's defense. So this defense has typically played well. They played well enough last week to win. They just haven't gotten support from the offense. You know what, Michael? One thing I was worried, uh, wondering about, certainly with the 49ers, with the slow start that they had, uh, Garoppolo too, starting to emerge, and you're right. I mean, he's been playing stellar football. Uh, the dynamic, though, of trying to communicate or convey information uh, from an executive level and so, and so far as from, from a head coaching standpoint, too, towards Garoppolo to where he can settle down. Because uh, yeah. as a player, you draft my replacement, there's going to be turbulence right there. So uh, I think that's a testament to the 49ers organization to kind of settle uh, everything down for Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're right, Pritch. I think what, what happened was Garoppolo's kind of shy, not shy, that sly comedy made that he knew who the starter yeah. was this summer. You know, remember that face he gave to the reporter? He knew Lance was no chance his competition. He knew it at that point. He'd watch practice. Even though the Twitter universe said he was, you know, Lance was doing great, <laughs> Garoppolo gave that sly look, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think I think Kyle has reinforced that. And I think Kyle has reinforced that to the level to where, you know, look, Garoppolo is going to have tremendous value this offseason. He is. Let's face it. The guy's playing really well, you know, and they're going to have they can recoup one of those first round picks they gave up for Garoppolo because he's playing so well. And I, and I think that that's the deal that Shanahan made with him. Look, you know, you may be here next year because I may not be willing to give you up and you're a cheap commodity for me next season.
Let's call it like we see it. This is they botched it. This is a misallocation of assets. Even if you just take a step back and look at a big picture, the contract you had with Garoppolo, the age of Garoppolo, the competency of Garoppolo, giving up what they gave up for Lance, even if he turns out good. You know, this is this is this was this was misjudged, is what I'm trying to say, right. Michael. That's well, that's bottom you know, line. And then layer in this other factor that, you know, you only get five years to determine where this quarterback is. And now one one year, one year's gone. So you've got to make that decision in five years. You're going to extend this guy. The the only way this deal is worthwhile is if you extend him at 50 million a year in his sixth year, because at that point, that's where the numbers are going to be for quarterbacks. The, you know, what's interesting. I want to get a lean from you, but what's interesting about the Titans, you know how some of those teams we can't put a finger on. This is a team in this spot catching three at home. That'll just come out and be awesome. You know, this, like, this is what they do. The loss to Houston was embarrassing, but then, you know, they, they dominated the chiefs. This is a very mercurial team. Yeah, but I think they were a different team with the Chiefs. I mean, you know, it was a different team. And I just don't know if they're playing well enough right now. San Francisco, I think San Francisco is playing well. You know, they stubbed their toe up in Seattle. But I think they play well on the road. This will be a tough environment. The quarterback's got to play really well. I think that's going to be the key. This is the, this is a playoff game. I mean, how fortunate are we to have a week, week 16, 15 of the 16 of the season? We get so many of these playoff games. I mean, this is a playoff game. I know it's an NFC versus an AFC team. But this is really a playoff because Tennessee, they can't afford to lose this game either. They've got to go all in as well. I was going to ask Michael about um, uh, Todd Downing, offensive coordinator, uh, I know we don't have that much time left, but I, just explaining the dynamic of this new coordinator with all these moving parts, the injuries, uh, you know, you never really settled in on personnel as well. I mean, that, that's got to be difficult for an offense coordinator here within this mm-hmm. situation. No doubt. And the hardest challenge he has is third and two. He mm-hmm. used to turn around and give the ball to the big guy on third and two, like Army does. You know, give me that guy, Jacoby, uh, on, from Army's team last night. He's going to get you two yards. He leans forward. He doesn't have that. Third and short has become a problem for Tennessee when in the past it was an easy decision to make, and the kid always got the yardage. So I think that was more that, – that, that's Dowling's problem. And then everybody's injured. You know, he can't count on – you can't count on Julio to play the whole game. He pull, pulled himself out with a hamstring. A.J. hasn't been the same player. Plus, if you want to throw it, this offensive line tonight with really three starters out, counting as Quinzenberg's the right tackle, that's a real issue. Yeah, the left side's empty, right, Michael, for Tennessee? I mean, yep. they're completely – they're just going to load up on that left side, uh, San Francisco, yep. because they're completely empty. Okay, hold off on your lean. I want to come back with it. I did see a book go offshore to three and a half with San Francisco. A little surprised by that. Everybody is 110 with the juice, which is standard juice on the three. Okay, 44 and a half is the total. Michael Lombardi is here. He's hanging out with the fam, which is a good thing. Pritch is here as well. I'm Patrick Maher. We come back. We'll get Michael's lean on the kickoff to week 16. Then we'll get into those Christmas matchups as well. As we continue here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, this is BSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick. Maher. Okay. You can save 50% off right now. VSEN all access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Pay attention. Cause this is awesome. This is for the holidays. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis trends picks for every sport. Sign up today. And you're also going to get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 seven video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide, which is it's been on fire. And it's only 39 bucks. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, Lombardi line. Mike Pritchard is here. Michael Lombardi is there. And so before we get into the back into these games, we have to talk about did you were you the engineer that set this up? Because this is the best feed we've ever had on Skype at VCIN. And Matt Santos just said you set it up. I didn't set it up. I mean, I'm here at my son's mix house in his dining room. I mean, I don't know. I got it. Maybe it looks unbelievable. You know, I mean, I got it here. I told the kids to keep quiet. We'll see how long that lasts for. But I mean, not that they listen to me at all, you know, but you know, we'll see. I I mean, I'm pretty impressed by it. I can't believe it. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. Hey, and another thing. So you have your son, Matt, and the family down in Carolina. Matt Santos yeah. posited that you, you went to the family with the best record. So New England, <laughs> is, is, no, how did no, you choose no, where to true. go? 
<laughs> the new baby. I had to go. I had no choice. Uh, you know, the, my, Millie was called into duty. They called the bullpen. They, they needed a relief pitcher to come in here and take care of two kids while the mother took care of the baby. So it was there was really no choice. Trust me, I'm going to hear about it this summer. I will definitely hear it. It's going to cost me in Christmas gifts. I promise. Yes, you. the deposit you're making now, you're going to have to pay for in the future. The no doubt. So let's. I'm just going to ask you. It's three and it's forty-four and a half. What's your lean? I, I, you know, I had to do Russo yesterday, and and I don't know where Russo gets his numbers from, but he, he was at three and a half on this line. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just trying. I, I think he's trying. He's moving numbers around on me so he can catch up to me. You know, I don't think you're I wrong. Took I took, I think, I took San Francisco even at the three and a half. Okay. I like San Francisco. I, I mean, Tennessee yards per play isn't great. I think Tennessee has struggled to move the football at times against really good teams. And I love Vrabel. I think Vrabel's great in this spot, but I also think that the 49ers on the road are the better team. I think they'll show up tonight and play it. Garoppolo's got that cannot turn this ball over. It's critical. Okay. I just want to say Pritch, before we kick to you, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of shops just went to one fifteen on the juice going Michael's way or Russo's way to that three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got, they haven't got there yet. That is so He's funny. Sly guy. Oh, yeah, there's something going guy. on there. Uh, but one fifteen. So again, for new betters, once you see that juice standard juice is one ten for vigorish. Now we're going up. So that means we could be headed to three and a half here. Pritch, you're with Michael, though, you're laying the three with San Francisco. Yeah, later yesterday, actually, I I was fearful that it could move uh, as people got closer to game times. And then also the injury news that Michael talked about, too, with Luan and, and Saffold. So um, I, I I think the matchup in the trenches favor the 49ers, uh, and they're so explosive and creative offensively. And then defensively, I think their linebacking crew uh, is underrated uh, when healthy. Uh, and that's going to be a difficult matchup, in my opinion, for Tennessee. This is just a team that's got good vibes right now, the 49ers, Michael, as well. And I think Tannehill, the one thing we've always knew about Tannehill when he played in Miami is when you speed him up a little bit, he'll make mistakes. And I think because Henry's not there, he's had to speed up. And with this offensive line having some issues, I think he'll have to speed up tonight. And look, I think this is going to be a fourth quarter game. There's no doubt. Like, I don't think anybody's going to run away from anyone. Tennessee has got to try to get the play in front if they possibly can. But, you know, I think this is a game where the longer it goes, San Francisco's front, their dominance in their front will take over and create a turnover that they're going to need to be able to put themselves ahead. Okay, so for San Francisco, 90% implied probability to make the post. They're going to get the sixth seed. Okay, there's going to be some teams battling in the NFC for that seventh seed, Michael. We know three are going to get in from that division. It looks like right now Arizona just a slight lead on the Rams. But San Francisco should be pretty comfortable in that sixth seed. If I were to give you... To come out of the NFC nine to one on the 49ers. What does that number say to you? Come out of the NFC, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl nine to one. They're your sixth betting favorite in the NFC, the 49ers. Well, I mean, they have the they have the ability to do that because they can run the ball. They have a defensive front that can t- create turnovers. So they have the makeup of a team that can get there. It's not a bad play at nine to one. And the one thing about single elimination is you don't have to be the best team. You just have to be the best team that day. And one thing I think we've learned more than anything is it's all about matchups. Kirk Cousins barely could throw for 100 yards against a depleted secondary of Chicago, and yet he'll turn around against the Rams and probably throw it really well. We saw Daniel Jones move the ball up and down the field in the fourth quarter against the New Orleans Saints, and we saw Tom Brady get shut out. It's all matchups, and it's single elimination. I mean, just if the Eagles had to play a team that wasn't good against the RPO scheme, they might beat them as the seventh seed. So... I think at nine to one, it's not a bad play, Patrick. You know, Michael, when you look at that situation too, offensively for the 49ers, it's like Kyle has the perfect recipe for what he wants to do too, because uh, Kyle, you chef, uh, we talked about Debo Samuel, we're talking about George Kittle, we're talking about uh, Ayuk, I mean, just receivers, but then the moving parts, Mm -hmm. uh, the positionless football that he could apply uh, with those personnel, like you've said, create those matchups uh, down the stretch. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's, it's coaching and quarterback. And if his quarterback continues to play at this level, as long as Kittle stays healthy and Samuel stays healthy, you know, they, they haven't had the running back Mitchell in there for a while, Elijah Mitchell. So, and they've been able to move these pieces around. Look, I, I think Tennessee's really well coached. I think Brave will do a good job tonight. I just think at the end of the day, Kyle's team playing on the road can move the football on anyone and they can run the ball on anyone and control the game. I mean, they beat up. They beat up. I mean, literally, I mean, I don't know how Matt Ryan feels on Thursday, but they beat up Matt Ryan last week. I mean, really get took him to the woodshed. I think that's a great point. And yeah. that's to Pritch's point to start the show. The identity 
is like this is the 49ers a tough team. You know, th- these are two tough teams, actually, because that defense, the Titans defense is probably the most overlooked unit in football this year, Michael. They're second against the run. I know, and they're one of the best teams tackling against in space. They don't give up yards after the play. I mean, they rally to the football. They've got really good team speed on defense, and Jeffrey Simmons is a problem. Last week, Bud Dupree came back, and he showed up a little bit. I mean, this will be a game where they're going to have to run the ball. They can't get into a drop back. I mean, San Francisco's a lot like Tennessee is. If it becomes a drop back game, they're not good enough up front to handle that. And by the way, if you are betting Tennessee, which I my instinct was Tennessee and taking the points, now you and Pritch have both talked me off of it. And another thing, we got to wait and see. A.J. Brown was, quote, probably going to play. Uh, Jones re-aggravated that hammy last week, so the wide receiver position's completely up in the air. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a game time. I can't, I mean, guess how many plays, you know, Julio plays. I mean, he started the game last week. Like I said, the first play of the game, he's got a touchdown. But at the end of the day, he was out of the game by the second quarter, third quarter. I couldn't find him on the tape. And so I don't know if you, if he re-entered it or if it was tight. But to me, that's problematic. And this is a hamstring that has been a career hamstring. This hasn't just been like a, a last two weeks injury. This has been going on for a long, long time. You know, I think about uh, A.J. Brown, too, the fact that lack of practice or preparation, and I go back to Todd Downing in terms of understanding his personnel that he has to work with. And uh, when you have guys in and out of the lineup like that, Michael, I mean, that's got to be difficult, too, as well as the fact that, okay, he's not even practicing, and then you got a game-time decision with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard on Tannehill, and Tannehill's got to be, you know, look, Tannehill knows he doesn't have his left side protected, and he knows his left side isn't good. I mean, he remembers the first play of the game last week, so, you know, that was a game they just gave away. I mean, that's one t- uh, Vrabel just gave away to Mike Tomlin. I mean, the Steelers had no business winning that game. They did nothing really offensively other than one drive, so I, I think there's no doubt that this is, they've got to play mistake-free, but it's hard to play mistake-free when your offensive line isn't playing very well. I have to ask you, are your grandchildren drinking? Because there's <laughs> Sounds like there's a party going on over there. Well, I try to keep them quiet. You know, just Patrick, it's the best I can do. I'm just playing with you. It's the grandmother doesn't have any control. Millie, do no, something yeah, about yeah. it. No, <laughs> you know what's interesting, and we'll let you go after this. It, it, the Jonu Smith thing, and, and when talking about Julio Jones, in name it's Julio Jones, but they missed that red zone production from Smith last yep. year, the tight end, you know? No, no doubt. They miss it down there, and, and that's really where they've struggled. And they miss the short yardage, the goal line inside the five. I mean, you turn around and hand it to the big guy twice, he's going to get you in the end zone. This is a problem. This is why they can't score. This has been a real issue for them. It's going to be a challenge tonight. Blocking this, this 49er front now, DJ Jones has played really well for them. But block this front is hard to do the way they're playing. You're going to lay the three. You would lay the three and a half. Quickly on the, to- the type of pacing, 44 and a half is the total. Do you have a thought on the total? I think I think it's got to be an underplay. I really do. I think it's got to be an underplay. I think I think the Niners want it under, and Tennessee definitely wants it under. Two teams that have gone under their last two. Michael Lombardi, great job, and great job with the engineering. We said that Ken doesn't need to work here anymore, and Ken and Des, because we got the best engineer in the business. We're gonna You're going to be back tomorrow. We'll talk about those you Christmas bet. games. Okay, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Appreciate Patrick. it. Thanks, Mike. Say hi, Thank to you. The fam- say hi to the family. Have a happy holiday. It's good. That's, <laughs> that is, Pritch and it's I great. don't have like kids here. Uh, in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, c- college was weird. We don't know the an- uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but that is an example of why at 43 years old, I don't know. I, I think I've capped it as far as having children because in the background, that's what you get. No, well, look, you can handle the distractions or if there are distractions. I mean, I think you're used to it at this point, kids <laughs> yes. in the background while you're on air. I mean, that's something you get used to. See, other people would say that's the sound of joy. <laughs> that's, that's, right. what, that's what the holidays bring, and that's what children are. I say, oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> a lot of action. All right, great job, and great job by the engineer and Michael Lombardi as well. Okay, coming up next, we'll continue. I want to get into those Christmas. I, I only got pritched today, so I want to get as much as I can. Cleveland, Green Bay, Indy, Arizona coming up on Christmas Day as well. We'll get to those games next here, Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Matt Santos, it's time for Bet 60. Bet MGM, one game parlay. All right, so check it out. What is the one game parlay? Well, I'm looking myself. Tis the 7 days of parlays. So here's what you're going to do from December 19th to December 25th, Christmas. Bet MGM customers can unwrap free bets and risk-free wagers when they place a one-game parlay. Plus, there are plenty of parlay boost tokens. You got to go check these out. There's a bunch of great deals and other bonuses under the tree. If you're a sports fan, you're automatically on the nice list at the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM. Not registered for BetMGM yet? All you need to do is sign up at BetMGM.com or simply download the BetMGM app. The seven days of parlays thing for parlay betters. Some pretty good specials here. Free bets expire seven days from issuing. So, again, get over there right now. Sign up, 1-800-GAMBLER, if you do have an issue. Okay, Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Mike Pritchard. So, let's go through some of this before we get to the Christmas day. It looks like Ian Book could be starting on Monday night against Miami Dolphins for the New Orleans Saints. So, we have COVID. Heard of it? I know you have. So, let's get into this. Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon are both expected to land on the reserve COVID-19 list. That would mean... Ian Book in line to make his NFL debut against Miami Dolphins on Monday night. The Saints were seven and seven, obviously in mm-hmm. the mix here. Need to win, so Ian Book first up here, Pritch. Well, you look the quarterback situation, and I talked to Josh Applebaum about this on our show, uh, Betting Across America, in terms of how much value do you really put on quarterbacks this year? Uh, I know the premium guys, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I mean, those guys are going to have value, right? And sure. then Garoppolo, we just talked about him and how he's improved the game, uh, his game this year, but. The majority of quarterbacks in the National Football League are backup caliber, if you think about it. And for whatever reason, the, the, the COVID situation, now you're the backup to the backup caliber quarterback. Right. Uh, and so, Cap in this game, I mean, uh, the possibility that we could see Book or, or you know, Tua uh, on the other side. Okay, were the Saints improving defensively? Uh, certainly against Tampa Bay. I, I thought that Saints defense has been playoff caliber all season long. Uh, the situation with the Saints was going to fall back on the quarterback, and can you replace Drew Brees? That's right. been a problem. That's been an issue. Kamara makes the Pro Bowl, even though he he know, hasn't right? played that much. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I think the Saints are still obviously tinkering offensively, but their defense, when they show up the way that they did against Tampa Bay, that's that's something I, w- I would look for. But the Saints haven't demonstrated the ability to do that consistently defensively. Their defense, here's the thing. This is going to be a must-have for both, both Miami and New Orleans. Miami's gone on this torrent run. Mm -hmm. The number opened three in New Orleans Monday night coming up on the 27th, just two days after Christmas. And 
it, it's it's sitting three, and the book news uh, is still up. So Miami, New Orleans sitting three here, Pritch. Right. It's crazy. It really is. I mean, Tua, Waddle, that situation there too. But, yep. uh, you know, Miami and their defense uh, is somebody, or I would look to be able to contain what the Saints do offensively. Uh, seriously, I mean, uh, the Saints uh, with Peyton coming back, apparently. And so n- now you got another quarterback. I mean, I, I just go through the structure of practice, Pat, in my mind. Uh, and, and I go through the fact that, okay, these guys, how are they going to rehearse right. a game plan during a week you of practice? You got to streamline that book, right? Sure, sure. And then get ready for a football game. I mean, that's, that's incredibly difficult. We do have, you just look, I mean, seven and seven, both teams respectively. We've got a bunch of, as Michael mentioned, a bunch of these right now with weeks to play, playoff games, winning you're in, mm-hmm. win, like, or, or when you continue, lose you're out. I'll give you another one, Washington, Dallas. So Taylor Heineke, and to your point about the backups, I, I, I'll bring it circle back. Taylor Heineke is among three players to be activated for Washington off the COVID list. So looks like he's going to be good to go in Dallas. Washington's still in the mix. I mean, even at six and eight, they're still in the mix. They're going to be at Dallas, open 11 and a half. It's dipped down to 10 and a half. I don't know if that is off the news of Heineke, but I'll back up to your point, Pritch. Mm-hmm. Garrett Gilbert was fine. He was fine against Philadelphia. He wasn't the reason they lost the game. They couldn't stop the run. Right. And so uh, do you see a big upgrade? I know it's kind of a generic question, but <laughs> Heineke back under center for Washington to make you more bullish on their opportunity there down well, in Well, Dallas. the upgrade comes to confidence and uh, the fact that as a football team, or as a coordinator, as a play caller, okay, we can get deeper into our playbook. Sure. That, that's where the upgrade comes from. In terms of playmaking ability, I, I like Heineke. I do. Uh, I, I think he's a hungry quarterback, um, might have a chance to have uh, a, a sustained career. I think he's pretty good. Right, right. Yeah. As opposed to, okay, the flash in the pan, that kind of thing. But, no, I think Heineken uh, has staying, staying ability, staying power here. But uh, it, it, he's still not – ready for this type of matchup and this type of situation, in my opinion. I mean, he's a guy that's going to need a lot of reps to improve his game. Uh, now he's going up against the Dallas Cowboys and that defense, an important game for both teams. So uh, 10 points, 10 and a half, I mean, that's a lot of points to lay right there. But uh, the football team, to me, too, if they hobbled with the running game, with Gibson, uh, I think McKissick going down is a, is a big miss, too. Uh, so, Logan Thomas, that, that was a big injury. Yeah, huge. That was a huge Security blank at the tight end. Yeah. He had a yeah. great year last year. Uh, so, and he helped Heineke, too. And uh, so, Heineke, the gunslinger, I, I like that. Heineke, the game manager, what, what is he going to manage? Who is he going to manage out there against that <laughs> Cowboys defense? It's, they're so depleted. Right. And you can keep your eggnog. You heard the Freudian slip from Pritch. He's already in holiday mode. He said Heineken. So we know what he's <laughs> going to be drinking during this Christmas season. Hey, quickly on this one as well. The Cowboys, and this is something, you, there's, you know, there's, there's the story. The story is the number when it comes to sports betting. And you have to put together all the different variables. And variable that you often try to handicap is motivation. The Cowboys, the Cowboys won this division. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose this division. Yeah. They're going to look to get healthy while staying engaged over the final three weeks. This is a tricky spot for the Cowboys. I'm not laying 10 and a half with a team that I don't know where they are as right. far as motivation. Right, and struggling offensively too. Uh, we go back to that yes, identity. Yes, Dak is struggling. Go, go back to identity again. I mean, that, that really plays itself out in this one because I think Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott are on the same page. Uh, what Kellen Moore is doing with Dak Prescott, I'm like, why Why are they running? Oh, give me an offense? example. Well, just the whole uh, escape in the pocket, playmaking ability like that. I, I mean, uh, I, Dak Prescott is a rhythm quarterback to mm. me. He's a pocket passer, a rhythm quarterback. He's got to get the ball out. You yeah. know, he's got to establish himself uh, in that pocket uh, because we'll know, we know that he'll stand in there. But, you know, when he doesn't see things clearly, certainly to improvise or to make plays that way, that's not Dak's game. He becomes inaccurate as a passer. So for Kellen Moore, I mean, if defenses are playing soft and they're allowing for shorter throws, quicker throws, then take those. Yeah. You know, why do you have to threaten deeply down the field? You don't have to. Yeah. You know, let, let Dak establish himself as a, in a rhythm, uh, and then therefore I think that offense will open up. Identity, that comes back to this word, the Cowboys. And we know there's a myriad of fans all over the country. What is Pritch the Cowboys' identity right now? That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I it know really it is. It's that linebacker, the kid they draft that's faster than everybody on the field. Well, right now, Micah Parsons. They're incredibly athletic, right? Yes. I, I mean, Micah Parsons, like you said, I mean, defensively, the athleticism on that side of the ball is off the charts. Uh, 
offensively, I don't know what their identity is because of the offensive line issues with injuries, uh, moving parts there, and moving parts on, on the perimeter with the wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, Gallup was hurt. CeeDee Lamb missed a game. Amari Cooper missed some time. So you have all that moving, too. Now you got the, ba- uh, the running backs banged up, too. So, uh, you know, that's something that always happens. But hopefully for a team that's – aspirations of winning a Super Bowl, you, you would want that identity established. And uh, I think the Cowboys will get there, though. They're that close. They really are that close. So uh, if they evaluate things this way, uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys got a great chance of making a run. And I, I would assume, again, there's right now a four-way tie for the second best, best record in the NFC, all chasing Green Bay right now. Mm-hmm. My assumption would be they end up that third seed. Okay. So, again, that's where I think with the Cowboys, they're not going to get the one seed. They're not going to get that bye to open up. My assumption is the Cowboys end up three, and that's why you really have to start, and you have to go deep into the local blogs right. as well because you can read into it. But as we get past Washington, I think the motivation is going to be there against Washington. But remember, these are in-division games. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle the, the rest of the stretch here. Sure, it's all about execution to me, Patrick. Um, the Cowboys, they need to improve in that area. I mean, look at the Green Bay Packers, whether or not you're going to lay to seven or not. Uh, they execute. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't practice. They execute. The continuity is on their side. He doesn't have training camp. They execute uh, because they've established themselves that way. And uh, they just try to perfect everything that they do, whether it's running the football, throwing the football, or, or, or whatever uh, the case may be there offensively. So uh, in December, I look for teams that can, can establish or distinguish themselves that way. Uh, Cowboys, like I mentioned, they're pretty close uh, to doing that. Do you have, if I were to throw to you, and again, Cleveland Green Bay coming up on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Green Bay's lane seven and a half hosting the Browns. We'll get into the myriad of the situation they're dealing with the Browns. Baker Mayfield has yet to be cleared. Identity for the Packers right now. Right now, uh, certainly they're a play action team for sure, um, but they have the ability to uh, sling it. Uh, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is identity. If you're really, really looking yeah. for something, I mean, it's whatever Aaron Rodgers is comfortable, comfortable with in that particular game. Uh, against the Browns, certainly you're worried about the pass rush in the front. Uh, but the Browns are not going to do anything that's going to throw Aaron Rodgers off his game, though. We're entering with Rodgers and Devontae Adams all-time territory, yeah. the, two, the two of them. Right? Bryce Montana, I get it, but Adams-Rodgers is ridiculous. Okay, we continue another hour to go here on the Lombardi Line. Vinny Maliulo, he's going to join us from behind the book here at the South Point next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 